You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, everyone. I am Johnny Christ, and this is the Drinks with Johnny podcast. Thanks for tuning in to a very special episode. Earlier this week, we dropped a best of wheel blocks. Yes, the band with Chris, Nita, Josh, and Phil that did the cover two years ago of Iron Maiden's um, Aces High. And today, I'm about to give Chris a call and see how he's been since then and what's been going on now. So give me one second. I'm going to actually try this live and see what actually happens if I can do that. So yeah, uh, I texted Chris a little bit ago and was just like, hey man, I would like to see if you would hop on a quick call and just recap some stuff since we're talking about the wheel the wheel blocks this week. So uh, let me give him a call real quick. Should be ringing right now. Hello? Hey, what's up, dude? Hey, man, how's it going? I'm good, man. I'm already recording just to let you know. Cool. How are, awesome. you? Where are you? Are you in Florida right now? Uh, no, we're in uh, D.C. That's right. Have, uh, yeah, Rampage is in D.C. tonight. So um, it's one of those times when we have a show on Wednesday and a show on Friday, so it's pretty fucking easy tonight. So Yeah. No problems at all. That's awesome, man. I've been watching a lot of uh, AEW lately. Oh, I mean, pretty much for the last little while since... Uh, it pretty much started on TNT and then moved to TBS recently, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. Just a couple weeks ago, yeah. So rad. I mean, all those new signings that you guys got, man. It's been it's been really crazy to watch the the progression just over like even just the last six months, right? Yeah, I mean that's the thing with Tony too is he he has no problems with signing you know a huge amount of guys, which is fine. I mean it's it's, it's working and it just means like. You know, with, with only having the two shows a week, a lot of times guys aren't even on for a week or two weeks or three weeks, but it doesn't even matter. So it's, it's yeah, it's really cool. It's, it's, it's working, man, which is, it's cool to see, you know, slowly but surely, even our demos are even higher than Raw's at certain points. So I think when um, our TV deal is up in a couple of years, it's going to be some big money at stake, which is cool. That's so cool, man. I, I'm, I'm excited just like as a fan. You know me. I really yeah. go back. I'm just a wrestling fan through and through, just like, Watching, it's kind of cool to have competition again, right? In a lot of respects. I mean, you go back to like TNA, what was that, like 10, 12 years ago? 
uh, Impact Wrestling kind of had it for a second there on Spike TV, a little bit of competition, but like now it looks like it's, yeah, I mean, for me as a, as a fan, it's, it's really cool to see a little bit more of wrestling with attitude on AEW, like it, like there was for a while there. And I think be, behind the scenes, you and I talked before about you never see WWE ever going back to that because of, uh, you know, the sponsorships, everything like that, that there's too much, you know, uh, money for the, I don't know, the the commercial aspect of WWE as opposed to AEW right now where they're gearing towards more the the, the older uh, older crowd in the sense of like 1845, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's interesting because I think the biggest, you can analyze it all you want, but the biggest reason why AEW is a success is because it was something a little different. Right. You know, I mean, if, if the Stones were the only band in the world, you know, and then the Beatles came along and be like, holy smokes, like it's still music, it's still rock and roll. What's the difference? Well, there's a huge difference just kind of in the attitude and the way that, that we do do things. And it's kind of the antithesis to other wrestling companies in that we let our professionals be professionals. There's not a lot of script writing and there's, you know, a lot, not a lot of uh, overanalyzing and that sort of thing. And it shows in the product. I mean, sometimes it's a little bit loosey-goosey, but I think that's part of the appeal to it is it is so different from what you see on on other channels. So um, that to me is exciting. It's the reason why I wanted to come here in the first place. It's the reason why I'm still enjoying it now is that, you know, everybody gets a chance to shine and do it their way. Yeah. And if it doesn't work, then you have to, you have to recalibrate and try a different way of doing things. But almost everybody here gets over because they know how to get over with their character and, and their story and that's kind of what we do yeah no it's been it's been seriously awesome to watch uh, you 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 mentioned like the loosey-goosey part i just look at it as like it's it's raw man it just uh it yeah ra- i guess yeah. raw is not the right word to use in this context <laughs> <laughs> but you know what i mean it, it's 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 a it, it's 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 just really cool it, it has that surprise element it's, of live it, you, know? you know what dude let, let me put it away that that, that you'll totally understand it and that anybody it's, it's very punk rock here right you know, we are very punk rock and we're like, you know, the clash or the sex pistols in that it's mainstream punk rock. So yes, it's not exactly, you know, the dead Kennedys, but it's still really, really high level, but it's got that attitude and that rebelliousness to it where, you know, WWE might be like the hysteria record by Def Leppard in that yeah. it's very polished and it's still very, a great record. Still a great record. Still a great record. <laughs> Two separate things. Uh, two different styles of the same ty- same t- genre, shall we say? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm glad you brought I'm glad you brought up music because the reason why I called you as I as I was texting you before is this week we earlier in the week we dropped a uh, Wheel Blocks best of, and then uh, that was like a com- uh, my conversations with you, Nita, and Phil. I'm I'm gonna get on the phone after this with uh, Phil, Nita, and Josh. Um, in a yeah. little bit, and uh, we're going to recap the last couple of years since we did this hilarious and awesome cover by the Wheelblocks doing Aces High. How's it? How have you? Has anyone asked you or talked to you about that since we dropped it two years ago? You know what's funny, dude? Is is the cool thing about that is, um, and, and I just saw it the other day, and I think it's at like one hundred fifty thousand views on YouTube or whatever it may be. But oh, right the on. cool thing, yeah, the cool thing about that was is right in the middle of the pandemic, everyone's trying to do things and, and be, you know, creative. And, and actually it was Phil's idea to do this. And we, we took it to rock radio and we got a top 20 hit, um, <laughs> which, you know, I think that was Phil's biggest 
charting song, highest charting song ever in all the years he's been doing this. Um, for me, it was cool because we had our other band, the 80s non-makeup Kiss Band Quarantine. We had a song that went to number 25. And then we also had a Fozzie song right before the pandemic that went to number 10. So I had three top 25 songs with three different bands within one year. That's I'm like, rad. that's got to be some kind of record. <laughs> <laughs> well, that I mean, no, that's really cool. Like to have three, you know, I mean, you're just, you're just putting your freaking hands in everything as you always do, man. You're just, just all over the yeah. place. It's great. It was cool, though. It was cool doing the, the, the wheel blocks uh, tune because much like quarantine, we weren't in the same room and we still haven't been. Quarantine, at least we've done some shows now and we have some fun with it. But we're like, you, me, Nita, Josh and Phil haven't. I don't, I haven't seen you since I saw Nita and Josh haven't seen Phil, haven't seen you. So I would love one of these days for all five of us to run into each other somewhere just so we could take an official group picture. Yeah. Right. You know, but that was kind (laughs) of how it was at that time. You know, everybody was just doing things, sending files and tracks to each other via, you know, via Dropbox or, or we transfer or whatever. Yeah. Then we did our individual shots for the video. You, you, yours was hilarious, amazing. <laughs> um, you know, and, and once again, we created something out of nothing and we do what musicians always love to do, which is play with other musicians. And that to me meant means, means a lot. And that's why the, the wheel blocks was very special because we were able to do something positive and have some fun and provide a really cool version of a great tune for a lot of fans that hadn't even heard that version, they wanted to hear Johnny Christ or Phil Demel or, you know, what's Jericho doing now? Or, and that's the reason why it was a real success for me, even if it hadn't gotten on the radio, but it did. And uh, that just made it all, all that much sweeter. Yeah, absolutely. When you, when you and Phil hit, hit me up or you hit me up and got me in contact with yeah. Phil, rather, I was just like, we're just sitting at home, you know, just doing like podcasting, whatever, yeah. whatever, I've been, whatever I could find my idle hand, something to do. And you guys, I was like, fuck yeah, let's do it. And it's just amazing that it, like you said, that it even went on the radio. I wasn't, I wasn't expecting that. I didn't, I didn't even know what the plan was with it. I was just like, yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. And I get to fire up the studio equipment at home, you know? <laughs> it was- yeah, well, the, the funny thing about it was, because I'd already done that with Quarantine, because when um, when Kent and, and, and Joe from, from Quarantine had this idea, I said, well, I, don't, I never do anything half-assed. Let's send it to radio, because as you know, both of our bands still are kind of sitting on, on our new records. Nobody was putting out new music because yeah. you didn't want to kind of, I don't know if the word is waste it, but you didn't want to waste it if you couldn't tour on it. So that's why I thought, well, maybe this is the perfect time for a, you know, a, a Kiss cover from 1987 to get on the radio. And then when it worked, I thought, well, let's try it again with the Maiden tune. And just so you know, when, when Phil, because Nita and Phil were doing it, and they called me to sing on it. And he said, do you know any bass players? And I was kind of thinking around. I was like, who do I know that plays, maybe not like Steve Harris, because you play with a pick quite a lot, but mm-hmm. your tone is very Harris-like. And on the Avenge records, there's always a lot of bass. And I just thought, because I think you and I, maybe I just done your podcast or whatever it may be, but you, I was like, I think Johnny would be perfect for this. And I know you guys are made in, you know, one of the bands that you love, love playing or, or have played with. And so I, it was just the perfect match uh, f- for you to, to be involved and you killed it. Cause that is not an easy baseline. I know. Cause I used to try and play it when I was in high school 
in my high school band and it's, it's not easy to do. <laughs> no, I mean, it, anything that Steve Harris does, you know, it's, it's, exactly. it's, it's got a, it's got a level of difficulty to it, but yeah, no, I, I actually learned, it's funny. You said you learned, you were playing it in high school too. I know that you were a bass player too. I, I learned that song in, in high school for like a, I don't know, like a band band practice performance or something like that. One oh, of the right classes on. I was in. Yeah. So when you guys said which song it was too, I was like, Oh, I think I remember that one. And I went back. And I, I, I mean, of course, I had, uh, had to remind myself a couple of the things in there. But I was like, I'm pretty sure I know that one. So that made it easier yeah. for me. So I was on board. It was super fun doing that with you guys. And uh, I think the question begs, though, now is, are we going to ever do a follow-up? Are, are we, are we going to do another Wheelblocks cover song? What's, what's the deal? I would love to. We actually even talked about it, uh, mm-hmm. about doing a, we won't say the name of it, but a really cool Guns N' Roses tune. And um, I think Josh might have even tracked the drums for it already. It's just a matter of now, you know, guys are back on the road and Anita's obviously super busy. But yeah. I would love to do it because it was a lot. Once again, it's always fun to play with other musicians. And you and I have been friends for fucking 10 years now. Yeah. Uh, and Phil, Phil also. And Anita and Josh are good friends of mine. So it's like, yeah, I would love to do something more. I think we all feel the same way. It's just a matter of you know, timing it right. Cause, cause like I said, when we do it, let's do something with it, you know, let's put it out or, or do a cool video for it or whatever it may be. And now if we do another song, we've already got a Spotify page. So that's all yeah. done. <laughs> so we just have to add, add more to it. I say we just like periodically, whenever we get, whenever we get the time, just get into our own little respective series, put it out and see what happens. Like who gives a fuck and have, have some fucking fun with it. Cause that's what it's all down. What it all comes down I- to. I agree. T- times a thousand. And, and like I said, I, I think it was it's something that we can always look back on with, with, with fond memories of doing something creative in the middle of this time period where it was not very conducive to be creative. And I, yeah. I take a lot of pride in, in that and, and some of the other things that I was doing during lockdown. Like, I can't fucking fix your car. I can't, you know, put in an electrical outlet, but I can entertain you. <laughs> and that's kind of what what my role was during the pandemic with the various, you know, YouTube shows that I did and, and, and all that sort of thing. And the, 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 the two bands that we formed and all those, all that sort of stuff was just to keep people interested and give people something to get into uh, during this time when it was a little bit kind of uh, uh, uncertain and kind of boring, maybe is a good word. Yeah. Um, you know, well, so it's we, definitely we can, definitely glad that we're getting past it at this point. You know, I mean, yeah, you guys, exactly. you guys are out in front of crowd. You're out in front of crowds all the time with AEW now. But how's it been with uh, with the Fozzie shows? You guys have been doing some Fozzie well, shows, dude, right? Yeah, we just came back from Europe where we played the UK for the first time in gosh, probably three years, and it was amazing. It was the biggest tour we've ever done over there. Completely sold out. And people were having a blast and very excited to, to be seeing some shows. You know, and so, th- so, and obviously, we're not at at your level of arenas, um, which I'm sure is a completely different level of responsibility. But still, you know, playing the thousand seaters, you know, around that area that we did, and, and seeing full houses, it was a real cool. Like, all right, man, things are getting better now. You know, um, and it was interesting too because right before that, I believe in September, maybe was it September October, we did a Fozzie tour. Mm-hmm where it also sold really good but something that we experienced that now is is something that they talk about quite a bit online and in the different publications is no shows uh and that's not people not buying tickets but like we would come to a place that was sold out with you know 800 people i remember we went to cleveland 800 tickets sold sold out great 
we get there and you, you know you know right away you look out at the crowds like there's not fucking 800 people oh here. yeah i mean after you've seen the i mean you've seen all the different sizes of crowds obviously too and like that's you, right you know exactly i mean there was a, there so was a time we know. went into thailand and a promoter tried to tell us it was 3500 and they they had pushed like 8000 into this tiny room and we're like get yeah, the you, fuck out of you, here you can tell <laughs> and, and that's my point so so for us you could see and what was happening was people just weren't coming. They weren't asking for refunds. They would just buy a ticket yeah. and then not show up because of the conditions and because of, you know, people are still a bit tentative to go to gigs or whatever it may be. Um, and it's happening at all levels. So I think the further we go uh, kind of away from 2020 and 2021, the more comfortable everyone will be. I don't care. I've been I've been working nonstop yeah. since the day it, the lockdown happened because we had to keep the lights on uh, for AEW. So right. we were working in Jacksonville in front of no people, which was weird. But, you know, I'm not scared. And I think more and more people are kind of getting into that vibe where they want to go do stuff and be a part of things and go to live concerts and go to the movies and all that other stuff. So um, I think every week that goes by, we get a little bit closer to, to norm normalcy, whatever that means now. But I, I think it means more gigs and more people just going out to have fun again. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I just I actually went out last night and saw Ty Trujillo's band uh, Auto. Have you seen oh. Robert's uh, son's band? I, I've just seen them online, but he, that kid's been a fucking great play, bass player since he was like ten years old. So. Dude, insane! That, yeah. that that band that band is awesome. Like, I went and watched. Them, yeah. I was like, they have such a leg up. I was like sitting there, and it's a little three piece band. Every single one of them rips. They're on there, and I'm like. They're 16 and 17 years old. I'm all at 16 and 17. Even at 17, I was a year away from joining Avenged. I still couldn't play that well or that. Tough. Yeah, I know. And I, know. I was like, dude, they have such a they have such a great start. Ever wonder what a punch from Elton John feels like? Or how you cope with having turned down the chance to be in Nirvana? Or what signal Keith Richards gives when he wants you to get the hell out of his hotel room? Fans of Too Much Effing Perspective don't have to wonder because they've heard these exact stories and a jillion others on our podcast. I'm Alex Hoffman, former tour manager for Radiohead. And I'm musician and comedy writer Alan Keller. On the TMEP show, we get guests like Nancy Wilson from Heart, Jeremiah Freights from the Lumineers, and Modern Family's Julie Bowen to tell us things they may have only shared with their therapist, clergy, or a TMZ stringer. So join us on Too Much Effing Perspective. That's E-F-F-I-N-G Perspective. The only podcast you crank up to 11. Yeah, I mean, he, he, he's he's a, a virtuoso, a wonder kind, obviously. Yeah. It's, it runs in his family. I don't know if you saw the the um, the Instagram post that Scott Ian put up a couple days ago of him playing Roots, Bloody Roots, with oh. his 10-year-old son, son Revel, on drums. No, now, I got to check that out now. Dude, the kid, the kid is like, like he's 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 not great, but he's really good, and he's ten. And then you realize, okay, his dad is Scotty in. His grandfather just passed away today. Is the late great Meatloaf, and his mother is Pearl Day, who was a backup singer for Motley Crue. This kid was born to play. You know what I mean? So when you see those kids that are playing like that, it's it's kind of it's kind of cool. Um, you know, because I, I like seeing young kids playing because not a lot of them do. I mean, when I was in a kid, when I was a kid, everybody was in a band. Yeah. Now, you know, my son is 18, about to graduate from high school. I don't think any of his friends or anybody in the school has a band. So when Crazy. you see kids like Ty and Rebel, it just makes it like, okay, there will be some more rock and roll in the future. Yeah, it is. I agree with you there. There was that was like one of the biggest takeaways from it. It was because it was a younger band and a high school style band. I mean, obviously. 
uh, beyond that with the, you know Ty being in suicidal right now and stuff too but yeah. I mean but also like the the they had their friends there they had their like high school friends they had, it was a good crowd at this bar you know and it was like they got pit, they got a pit going and everything it was like all these 16 year old kids and I was like this is that's great there is still yeah. people who want to do this. That makes me happy. That's you know? right. Yeah, me too. <laughs> That's so cool, though, man. I'm going to let you go in a second, but I just wanted to ask, like, if there's anything else you got. Go- I mean, I'm. G- I texted you the other day. I think you guys are going to be in Vegas. Um, yeah. In May, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do everything I can to come out and and watch that pay per view. Yeah, for sure, man. I mean, yeah, like I said, it's been great because. I've been busy the whole time, and now you know we're back on the road every week with AEW. Uh, we got Fozzie's next tour starts in April, uh, another uh, leg in the states, which is great. So it's just good to be back to where we want to be. Um, I think our record comes out, I believe, in April. Oh, so wow. that's another one we were calling it Chinese Fozocracy for the longest time because. <laughs> <laughs> it's been about three. <laughs> I please, please keep that as the title. <laughs> <laughs> it's been about three years in the works, but um, so yeah, everything is cool, man. And uh, I'm just really excited to see you know traveling again, going overseas, international touring, like all that stuff. It's been part of our lives for so long, and I'm sure you're exactly the same. I enjoyed being at home with my family; it was awesome, but. We're road dogs, man. You know, this is where we belong is, is traveling the world and doing what we love to do. So once we had that little break, which was refreshing and it was awesome in a lot of ways, I'm ready to get back out there and do what I do best, which is uh, entertain. Well, I'm I'm both very happy for you, but also extremely jealous because I'm still not yeah. back out there. I'm fucking champing at the bit like back here. Oh, man. I'm, sure. I'm just like, I, uh, I, it's been too long for me. I'm I'm. I'm I'm dying here, man. I I, I got to live vicariously through you. That's why I'm gonna I'm gonna come out and see you every chance I get. But uh, thanks again for being on. Oh, I just want to thank you too. You mentioned earlier doing the whole AEW thing during the uh, during the pandemic. I know we talked a lot about the pandemic here, but w- when you guys d- did that in front of no crowd and everything, I really appreciate it because I was like, there's thank still you. live entertainment out there that I want to see yeah. and tune into. So I think that was great that you guys forged through on that. That, that was really great. I appreciate that. And that's why we did it. I mean, it was hard for us, but there might be nobody in the crowd, but there's a million people watching at home. And I gave a lot of people, you know, something to look forward to every Wednesday. And that meant a lot. So it means a lot to me that people enjoyed it and that you enjoyed it. And um, like I said, you, ju- you were professionals, man. You just got to go with the flow and, yep. and, you know, the show must go on. So that's what we did. Yes. Said by a very wise man once. The show must go on. <laughs> exactly. That's right. <laughs> All right, brother. It's great uh, catching up with you. I'll, I'll text you later and we'll keep in touch, brother. Have a good night. Sounds good, Johnny. Thanks, buddy. I'll see you soon. All right. Late. Well, that was awesome. That was my first uh, live call on the podcast. Hope you guys enjoy that. Uh, my next call when I tune back in with you guys will be to, uh, I believe, Phil. I think I'm going to call Phil in a couple hours here tonight. I'm, I'm, I'm recording all this right now. I'm going to get it all put together for you guys and release it probably looking like Friday. So uh, this is probably Friday right now. Enjoy your weekend. Cheers. Well, Johnny from the weekend, you ignorant slut. It's actually going to be released on a thirsty Thursday, and instead of calling Phil DeMel next, we're going to call Nita Strauss and Josh V before they embark on their journey of the Shiprock Cruise. All right, everybody, we're getting ready to call my next guest here today, uh, Nita Strauss and Josh V, who were part of the Wheel Blocks, and obviously Nita 
just broke a bunch of records by being the first female solo artist to have a number one single with Dead Inside featuring David Draymond. Let's go ahead and give her a call first. Let's see what happens here. Hey, Johnny. Hey, Anita. How you doing? Johnny, yeah. what's going on, man? Uh, Josh, you're already on it, too. I was going to merge you into the call, but you guys outsmarted me and put it, put yourselves together, huh? There yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so how's it been? going? It's going really, really well. We are uh, finishing up the second leg of my solo tour now. Then we head out on Shiprock tomorrow, and then I go straight to Alice from there. Damn, you guys are staying super busy. I'm super, super jealous and super uh, uh, happy for you guys. Thank you so much. Thank it's good you. to be out here. Well, first of all, I just got to congratulate you, Nita, on uh, breaking the mold and having uh, the first solo female rock uh, number one single with uh, Dead Inside and, and uh, featuring David Draymond there. Thank you so much. It definitely still feels very surreal. You know, we the song came out right before we started the first leg of this tour, and it was really cool to be out here on the road and watch it rise and you know, be able to do all this, you know, radio promo and stuff along the way and just, you know, get to number one on the road. So that was really, really cool. Dude, that's so cool. And Josh, how, how have you been, man? I haven't like talked to you in a while. It's been a while. Yeah, it has uh, just been super busy, you know, working on this record with Nita and then, you know, working on all the promotion and how it, the, the rollout for the song and all that stuff. It was a lot of work involved. And as you know, you know, the more success you have with things, the more things come in and pile on, you know? So, um, yeah, it's been great, man. It's just seeing all the hard work that me and I have put in, see it all come to fruition and jump off. It's great, man. I'm working on my own band right now. So I'm going to try drums probably the next month and hopefully release some stuff, uh, sometime this year. Oh, that's awesome. What, what, what's the name of the band you're, uh, you're going to be releasing that with? I haven't, uh, decided on a name yet, but it's a, project i put together you know put all the music and everything together with it so i'm very very proud of it it's like my chinese democracy so it's been a long time <laughs> making but it's almost there i i have to laugh at that because it's so funny i just got off the phone with chris jericho i'm calling everyone from the wheel blocks right now and he right. just described the the next fozzy record as the chinese democracy for fozzy <laughs> So oh, just, wow. <laughs> so it's just, I, that's why I had to interrupt with that laughter there because <laughs> it was, that's just too much of a coincidence that both of you guys would consider your records the Chinese democracy of your of your careers. Pretty much, man. Pretty Josh much. and Jericho share a brain. This we can establish. <laughs> <laughs> we are very like minded in a lot of ways. So, well, uh, unfortunately, the band name's already taken for the wheel blocks. So you're not going to be able to call that project the wheel blocks. No, that's gone now. <laughs> Did you track Happy the drums for the next one yet? We, we we probably shouldn't say what it is yet or if we're even going to do it. But I know that we we were, uh, I was just talking to Chris about it. We were all texting about a potential uh, another cover song that we can do together. Have, have you started already, tracking that yet? Oh, yeah. It's been done for months. I sent it to him in November and I sent it to uh, Phil. Like, no. uh, which, yeah, it's been done for months. Well, your drums have been done. No uh, yeah, my drums have been done for months. Like, <laughs> First of all, <laughs> maybe, maybe I even August or September, I think. No. Yeah, and I was like, and, and I sent it to Chris, and he's like, I'm really busy right now. I'm not going to be able to get to it right now. I said, cool. I said to the Phil, hey, you want to start on it? He's like, I can't right now because I'm busy. I'm like, okay, well, here's everything. Whenever you guys are ready, let's go. Well, this is the first I'm hearing of it. I wish I would have called you guys first before I called Chris. I could have given him some shit about that. But, uh,. <laughs> No, I mean I'm yeah. ready for it. I'm I I, th I think we need to do that again. It was so much fun, 
And uh, obviously, that was my first introduction to the to the YouTube guys. Um, like yeah. uh, aside from maybe in passing years ago, as we talked about before. But yeah, that was uh, it. Was really fun to 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 do that with you guys. I'd love to do that again. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Maybe do a show out of it some down someday down the road, you know? Yeah, if we just keep accumulating enough of these songs that we do from uh from our studios, maybe one day we'll actually see each other in person too sometime, you know. <laughs> well you know, we're doing the Metallica thing where it takes five or six years between records. We're doing that with one song. I mean, Lord have mercy. Oh man, it's gonna be it's gonna be so miraculous though when we have an entire album of it uh, twelve years from now. So Absolutely. <laughs> 12 years from that. Exactly. So, uh, everything yeah, everything's great, man. We're just uh, uh, getting, re- we, we did our, uh, uh, our death bats club NFT drop, sold those out last week. Uh, that was really cool. I'm hopefully going to get back out in, in uh, Europe in the summertime and uh, man, just everything's flying. We're getting ready to start. I'm getting ready to start season four of drinks with Johnny and, uh, we just hit 20,000 subscribers on YouTube, which is a good little mile, milestone. A lot more a lot more to come with that. I'm, I'm hoping that that's not where it ends, but uh, it's still pretty cool. Congratulations. That's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, you go, You said you're going on the ship rock. You guys leave tomorrow for that, right? Exactly. Yeah, tomorrow morning. Is that You've done that before, though, right? Not ship rock specifically. I've done a couple of the other rock cruises, um, but this is going to be our first time on ship rock and actually my first time doing any of the cruises with my solo band. Awesome. With Alice in a couple. I'm sorry, you broke up there a little bit. Uh, and then we're going to do monster a couple weeks as well. So it's cruise season for me. Okay, you're going to do, okay, you broke up again. You're going to do something that started with an M. <laughs> oh, we're going to do Ship Rocks with my band, and then we'll do Monsters of Rock Cruise with Alice in a couple weeks as well. Oh, wow. So, yeah, you're just, you're just, okay, that makes more sense. <laughs> so, you're just on the, you're just on the, on the cruise ship uh, uh, circuit right now. Totally. We're trying to find a way to take vacations while we're out on the road, you know, so this worked out well. That's a great idea, actually. Where, where you go, are you guys uh, looking forward to the stops on these next two cruises? Well, actually, I have to play on the days of every single one of the stops, so I don't think I'm even going to oh. be able to get off the boat, um, maybe in Cozumel for the morning, but um, unfortunately, those those cruises are not really great vacations, because I don't think it's a vacation if you bring an instrument, you know, and you're doing <laughs> music stuff. You, you can find relaxing time, but if you're, if you're there carrying gear around and, you know, waiting for your set time, that kind of stuff, it's not totally a vacation. I get, I'll take your word for it. I haven't done that yet, so I'll, I'll take your word for it. But I, I can only imagine if you're <laughs> you're in work mode for sure. Yeah, it's it's really fun. Like you know, I don't mean to say that it's not fun. It's super super fun. It's just also like you're you're also still there. You're still on as an artist. There's fans. Like you know, they like maybe at some point we'll take a vacation where we can just go and like sit on a beach and hang out and you know play guitar just for fun. That sounds awesome. Yeah, that that would be that would be fun. Josh, do you play anything else but drums? Like, could you guys like go out on the beach with a couple acoustic guitars together and just like hang out, hang out, hang out by the water and jam like that? Actually, yeah, I do play guitar. I'm like more cavemanish with it, but uh, yeah, with the guitar stuff, uh, you know, I came up with the riffs and all that kind of stuff. So yes, we can play. I think we played guitar before together. I can't remember. Mm, I don't know. I don't know, but we're gonna have to make that happen. I guess now that you brought that up, you know. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, you guys should do like a, like a, I don't know, a couple's dueling, uh, I don't know, dueling solo thing. I don't know. Fucking dueling banjos. 
fill in the blank anyone else who wants to. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dude, so exciting though. Like Nita, I just wanted to say like that. Uh, the only song that I've heard so far is "Dead Inside," and uh, but like I wanted to point out the production on that. That also I know brings in Josh there too. Like it's the sound is so good on that song. Like the uh, I don't know what you guys did for who played bass on it or what, but like that bass tone was fucking monstrous for that song. Thank you, thank you very much. Yeah, it was. Uh, you know, everything, especially with that song in general, just all came together and um you know kind of it's like those things of right place right time right everything and you know dave was available and he wasn't promoting anything and we all went to the studio together and you know he's was amazing to work with and it just everything fell together perfectly it felt amazing once we heard like his initial take on Nita could say how he called us up and tell that story oh when he called us and, and facetimed us with his idea for what the song was, he really sang us what ended up on the final recording, which is really cool. It was really organic. There was no back and forth. And why don't you change this? And why don't you add that? You know, we wrote the song really organically, and which is a great feeling in this day and age. Oh, absolutely. Wait, when you say that he, on the FaceTime, he, call, he sang it to you? He sang to you like during just a FaceTime call? So we sent him over the song. He lives in Hawaii. Mm -hmm. So we were to you know meet up in person at the very beginning and uh he called us on facetime and sang the idea and you know he it was a hit you know it was a hit we all felt like it was a hit right from the beginning and then uh we all met up in la and recorded his vocals in la and we were able to be there in the studio and you know really just bounce ideas around but there wasn't a lot of you know there wasn't a lot of fixing there wasn't any changing david came in and was david you know he gave us a very quintessential classic david draymond vocal performance and uh we just couldn't have been happier with how it came out oh dude i i agree it is it is a very classic perfect uh take on david uh how, how did you guys uh, get along with him obviously it seems like you got along with him really he's such a great dude i've known i know david from I mean, we did Ozfest together back in like 2005, I want to say. So, they, and they they were always great. Uh, all the guys in Disturbed, including David, were always great to us. Yeah, I've known I've known David since 2000. I've known the band uh, since then too. So wow. we've been really really good friends for a really long time. And he actually worked with me on some of my stuff uh, last year, last January. So I worked four songs with him. And then you know when I was talking about doing instrumental songs. After the song was done, it just it sounded like a perfect song for Dave. So that's how that get you know came about, and we asked him, and here we are. You know, yeah, that's so cool, man. I'm I'm so happy that. It, so I, again, I asked about the the production there. Did uh, Nita? Did you play all the guitars, including the bass, or did you guys bring anybody else in? Josh, did you play drums on all this stuff? Uh, I mean, I, I'm <coughs> forgive me if you've already answered this question a million times. I'm just asking for my personal take. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I did all the drums on it, um, you know, tracked it all in Nashville, and uh, Nita played guitar and everything as well. Uh, some of the stuff bass and some of the stuff not, but um, yeah, I mean, it was just, it was a really good collective effort uh, that uh, helped expand Nita in different directions than she was before. You know, I feel like if you hear the transition from Control Chaos to now, to the new record it, it goes leaves and bounds and i think it really showcases uh more than one side with neither which is amazing Absolutely. as you will hear this year you know yeah right i now can't wait to hear more of it 
Yeah, we're start getting the mixing process um, very, very, very soon. So we're gonna probably get you know a mix back next week, and then here we go. You know how it goes. Oh start yeah, rolling it, start rolling it out. Start rolling mixing, mastering. Start rolling out the the whole the whole deal. That's so cool, yeah, though. That, yeah, absolutely. I'm excited to hear that. And then I just wanted to ask Nita if you're going on these uh, on the, this the ship rock thing. Are you missing uh, the SoFi performances for the Rams? I, I mean, they're still in it. They're still in it. Thankfully, the team is away this week. We're going to Tampa Bay. So um, oh, the team right. is not at SoFi this week. If they're there next week, um, I will have a very long early flight like usual. I've been flying back from tour since August to do the games. So uh, I don't mind an early morning uh, Sunday morning flight to get there for the game. That's so cool. Uh, M. Shadows was there uh Last week, I think, and uh, oh, no. yeah, he 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 noticed that you were up there in the booth doing it, and he he snapped a photo or, or something like that. I saw, and he was like, "God, oh, so cool to see Nita up there doing her thing." Uh, oh, that's yeah. I just had one more question on the football thing, real quick though, because someone else was asking me, and I was like, "You know what? I don't know if are you are you strictly playing for the Rams, or if is there a chance you'd be going back there since the Super Bowl's at SoFi? Would you still be doing the house guitar stuff?" Um, there's always a chance. Um, of course, I would love that, but I am technically the Rams guitar player, and the Super Bowl isn't really a Rams game. It's an it's like the NFL's production. Not yet. Not yet. Well, I mean, even if it is, you know, like <laughs> yeah, okay. they don't treat it like a they don't treat it like the home team of whatever team stadium it is. Right, so, gotcha. unfortunately, I wouldn't be built into it. You know, I don't play at the Chargers games. You know, like I'm I'm really just you know there for the Rams on the Rams production day. That being said. The NFL is more than welcome to call me up anytime. They know how to get a hold of me if they want me there to do anything at all during the big game. I'm very, very available, and I will fly home from that cruise for that. <laughs> Absolutely. You can't miss the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. And for the first time ever, listen, I, I believe black and gold, right? The Who That Nation Saints, that's me. But uh, this season, I am definitely rooting for the Rams because uh, I was. Your team's I out. What? <laughs> <laughs> I feel. I, I mean, I'm not a. I'm. Not, I'm not a Saints fan. I'm a Raiders fan. So I. Uh-huh. I uh, you know, I got. They. They. They do what they usually do to me and give me just a, not enough for hope, and then like right at the end, just ah. Screw uh, the lifelong Saints fan. Trust me, I feel your pain. <laughs> but I'm rooting for for you know the Rams to go all the way because then that would mean neither would be there. So. I'm rooting for that now too. Now that I know that that's a possibility. I mean, I'm not, I have no, I, I don't really have any hatred or anything towards the Rams, but being a Raiders fan, that's, that's my team. So, you know, now I'm going to root for the Rams. You guys gave me a reason to keep rooting for someone in the playoffs right now. I'm excited. I love that. I can't wait to watch those games. It's going to be a great football weekend. Oh, so awesome. All right. Well, again, I want to thank you guys for being on. We got to get in person and hang real time uh, soon when you guys aren't so busy, when I'm actually out and about and not just at my house anymore. We got to, we got to get together. And then uh, I really hope uh, I'll, I'll talk to Phil next and I'll ask him what happened if he's going to track his guitars to that next wheel blocks track <laughs> or not. Perfect. Well, cool, man. Well, thank you so much for having us on. Thank you for being in touch and, Again, likewise, hopefully we get to see you sometime soon. Yeah. All right, guys. Have a good one, and uh, we'll talk soon. Thanks, Johnny. Take Later, care. Man. All right. Cheers. Well, that was awesome. I got a little insight on to what's going on with the wheel blocks. <laughs> I'm always the last to know. The bass player is always the last to know. I'll give Phil a call here in a second. Okay, so now I'm about to call Phil DeMell, who kind of put all the wheel blocks together 
he kind of put together all of these quarantine bands, but he has not yet finished the next one. So I'm going to give him a call and see what the fuck is going on there. One second here. All right, we're calling him right now. We're going to find out. We're going to get to the bottom of the next Wheel Block song. Dude. Dude, how the hell are you? I'm good, man. Good. <laughs> Early morning, huh? Uh, <coughs> not too, not too bad. Not oh, too yeah. bad. Well, you got, you got, a, you got a new kid. I'm recording already, by the way. So, <laughs> I'm actually in, uh, I'm actually in Texas. So it's two hours later. Oh, that's right. What the hell are you doing in yeah. Texas? Um. So when is this going to air? <laughs> uh, Thursday. On Thursday. Okay, so it's Thursday now. So people will have found out that I'm. Uh, I'm doing the Shiprock cruise, and I'm filling in. I'm filling in with Lamb of God. Whoa, that's huge! Yeah, kind of cool. That's really cool. Uh, you're gonna see our friend that I called last night, and the reason why I'm calling today, uh, Nita. Yes, yes, and Josh, Gene, Nita, and Josh will be on board. Right? Yeah, pretty cool. Pretty cool. That's exciting. You're leaving for that today. Uh, yeah, I've been in Richmond for the past since Sunday, kind of rehearsing with the dudes, and um, we got to Galveston last night, so we we leave in a couple hours. Dude, that's awesome! Congrats on that, man. Are you, are you psyched? Yeah, yeah, totally. Always love the band. You know, the riffs are hard, and it was a uh, you know not an easy one that you just don't step into, and you know you just don't hop on in guitar center and play lamb of god songs (laughs) (laughs) yeah i guess i guess you're right (laughs) (laughs) this you know some work and but they're a lot of fun man and great dudes so i'll leave it up to them to as why i'm here but you know for the for that yeah but i mean yeah i i i I met some of the dudes in passing and stuff so uh but not really know them too well so yeah as you said just let them Everyone listening right now could go probably find why you're filling in and everything like that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> For sure. we don't need to touch on that this time around. But absolutely um, not. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, make sure you're subscribed and leave us a five star review. If you want to listen to this show ad free, head over to drinkswithjohnny.com and become a premium member. You'll get to enjoy unreleased clips from your favorite guests discounts on merchandise in our shop and access to our private discord server where you can chat one-on-one with johnny christ himself awesome! so stay tuned stay thirsty and stay filthy as fuck so that's what you're doing this week um i wanted to it's been a while since we talked since you were on the show since we did this wheel blocks thing i mean well i guess you and i text back and forth all the time but like not yeah, like, yeah. Not like on the show. <laughs> right, right. So why don't you fill me in what's been going on in the last two years since we dropped this wheel blocks thing. I know, uh, you know, uh, you guys had another, had a new kid. Congratulations on that. We did. You know, Marta and I were surprised in the quarantine to, uh, to have, she got pregnant. and <laughs> How did that happen, Phil? How did that happen during quarantine? How did it happen? <laughs> I don't know. Well, you know. Our last kid, Wolf, was uh, he was IVF. I was told that you know I was I had zero modal sperm and that you know it wasn't going to happen that way. So we had to do IVF with Wolf. So I didn't think that I was you know able to have kids. So it's uh, it was a shock to both of us to find out that yeah, that's not the case, dude. Because it happened. 
You still got a couple swimmers left, apparently. I guess, man. I guess. So uh, <laughs> not anymore. Not that anymore. Feels, yeah, that was you the know. last. That was the last two swimmers or last swimmer left, right? Yeah, I went and had that taken care of because <laughs> I'll I'll be fifty five here in a couple months, man. So you know, this is this. Magnus is awesome and all, but it's it's time to cut that cord. <laughs> yeah, fifty five and uh, bringing in a newborn is. Uh, I'm thirty. I'm thirty seven and just through. Just well, coming up on five years ago now, brought in a newborn and I it it ages you in your thirties already. I couldn't imagine, you know, how, how yeah. it would be then. How's it been? Well, it's been great for you guys, though. Obviously, yeah, it is. He's a good little boy, and you know, Wolf is like you said five years ago. We had Wolf, so it's it's it. I aged like 20 years in those five years with Wolf. He's such a bundle of energy and, yeah. you know, um, but, but Magnus has been a, a good boy. It's the combination of those two and I have a 15 year old on top of that. So now it's like dropping off at high school then dropping off at, you know, kindergarten. And then, you know, yeah. it's a lot, man. It's a Especially, lot, a lot going on. I don't know if it was the same for you, but over the last two years, like before, I mean, you're starting to get back out there and stuff as you talked about and as we've been texting, but, uh, I don't know about for you, but like that time at home for like that extended period of time, you kind of feel like Mr. Mom, right? Cause we don't have normal, like nine to five jobs where we're getting away from the family for a while. It's like you, you're part of the drop off, the pickup, the soccer yeah. games, the, the practices, everything. Like it's, I think it's probably a little interesting to the listeners to think of, uh, you and I, uh, <laughs> in our normal lives <laughs> dropping our kids yeah. off in line at that school and shit. yeah well me and marta own a bar and uh yeah. so that's part of the everyday thing too and she's been she takes care of magnus for the most part and i've been taking care of you know the bar and uh so it's a divide and conquer type of thing we just kind of fill in when we can and but you're right you know being home for all that time i took on a bunch of projects at the house and uh Doug, we we I dug out like ninety nine like ninety six cubic yards of dirt. I had this. This was like right after I quit Machine Head, so it was just like, mm-hmm. all right, this is my therapy, and I'm just I just was digging for days. We <laughs> <laughs> move my property line back, and are you gonna get a bobcat? No, nope, I'm doing this with my hands, <laughs> Dude, manly style. I like it. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> just you know, keeping busy in that sense, fixing up the house. And, yeah, that's awesome. Well, um, uh, the bar's still still doing great. You guys made it through, obviously. We did, we did. Yeah, we were fortunate enough to uh, to get some of the grants, and uh, we got creative and we're outside and started doing comedy nights and karaoke, and you know, Dude, awesome. Was, I still got to uh, come up for a karaoke. You do, man. It's a good time. Our Thursday nights are pretty. It's it's pretty awesome. I'm coming it's up pretty on eclectic. a Thursday. I'm coming a up. Pretty, on a, uh, go ahead, man. See, the play is you come up on the Thursday, we'll go golfing on the Friday, and then, you know, we'll make a couple of days out of it. Dude, I'm fucking so down for this. I'm going to bring up a beer for you, too. It's, uh, we did, I don't know if you saw, we did a a IPA with a local brewery down here in Huntington Beach. I'm going to bring some up for your bar. I'm going to bring some up for your bar. We're going to do karaoke together Thursday night. We're going to golf. How's the golf game been? The golf has been okay. It's been pretty good, actually. I had, uh, um, some time I, uh, Marta went up to Idaho and had the two youngest kids and then me and the, the older kid drove back. We got stuck in Reno for a few days because of the snow. And, um, but I had a good five days at the house. Uh, so I got to golf every day and 
<laughs> the, the handicap's still right around a 13 you know i can't i can't dip into the single digits yet but it's you know it's it's i'm really streaky you're you know? much better but, than, you know much better than i am i just put it that i way. saw your vid i saw your segment with darren yes <laughs> <laughs> you know what though fuck that that was like the word i was hung over as shit started drinking immediately uh, had uh i had uh 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 why am i drawing a blank um I had an interview earlier where I was drinking whiskey with a drummer from oh, Motorhead. I'm drawing a blank yeah. right now. And then I went straight into that. I played, I mean, I'm not much better than that, than the showing of that video, but uh, it, it's, it's slightly better, okay? I'm all much, right. Yeah, everybody has their, has their time, too. So. <laughs> well, I'm I a mean, 24 handicap like now, so you got... Yeah, all right, yeah, I'm giving you some. You're giving me some strokes for... Yes. And we're going we're gonna to have some gambling to do. Uh, I like it, I like it. But moving on real quick, I, I know... You, one thing that we got to talk about that we text each other about is being both very big Raiders fans. And uh, <laughs> yeah, man, what a, I mean, I, I know we were texting about it and I kind of got a sense of how you felt about the uh, loss of the Bengals last week. Um, uh, man, I, for me, I, I'll just say real quick how I felt about it. And then I want to, I want to hear what you have to say, but like, for me, mm-hmm. it was like, we weren't really supposed to be there anyway. Uh, there yeah. were some bad calls on the ref side. There was, at, you pointed out too many mistakes in the first quarter and then kind of threw yeah. out. But, I mean, overall, given all the shit that the Raiders went through this season, they did make the playoffs. At the beginning of the season, I said, as long as they make the playoffs, I'll be, uh, I'll be a lot happier. I'll be still moving in the right direction. But, uh, yeah, I, so people ask me, how bummed were you? I was like, yeah, I would have liked to see them make it to another, another round, and I think they could have. You know, I think that that game was within their hands, yeah. and they just kind of blew it. But can I be super bummed with the expectations, the season that it was? No, man. I'm just I'm, I'm excited that we're moving in the right direction. Yeah, I, I, I feel kind of the same way, too. I feel like that, you know, when you're going to go on the road like that, you've got to play a close to perfect game. And they did it. You know, there's a lot of holding penalties. You know, the, the two the two turnovers were killers. And, you know, that we got we got robbed on that. I mean, even the NFL said that that was a bad call. It should have gotten replayed. So, I mean, even with all of that, we were still right in that game, even right till the end, you know. So, it's, it says a lot about that team. And, you know, <laughs> we're usually, you know, looking at our draft position by week 17 or week 16, you know, and we're to be in it and to beat San Diego the way we did. And oh, what a game that was. Hold, Hold on to do, you know, a lot of the, all the walk-offs this year, it's a lot of hard in that team. So couldn't say that about the teams in the past. So absolutely. It's, it's nice to make the playoffs and nice to have that, you know, Oh wow. We're, we're all the way. We're picking number 22 this year. I mean, we did really good, you know? So it's, I, I want to keep car. I want to get a, a good offensive line mm-hmm. and I want, you know, an offensive coordinator. And I think we're going to be fine, man. I agree. I, I do. I I would add one more piece to the puzzle, although Renfro filled in and stepped in. Oh, great. yeah. Um, we need a wide receiver one. I, yeah, I need a, we need a one out there and not necessarily. I mean, Renfro is a great like he's consistent. He's great to, to, to have yeah. there. Obviously, he he's a slot numbers. guy, though. He's more of a slot guy, though. We need we need yeah. that guy that can just run on the outside and just be there for, you know, the big the big right. play a few times a game, you know, so. Yep. I agree. I I, th- I hope we get that in the draft, and they they all come back. Um, I absolutely agree. And then you and I got to get out. Another thing we got to do together is get out to Vegas and see a game together next season. Yeah. Well. Okay. So that's the play. We go 
we go golfing and then the Raider game, you know, the, the golfing after the karaoke, we need to golf before because the next day is going to be wrecked. So we need to do the golfing first. And then, <laughs> cause I don't drink, I don't drink, I don't drink when I golf, dude. I never drink when I golf. That's insane. I don't know how it, you do that. It's, it's too hard to golf, you know, without drinking and the add drinking to the mix. It's just like, I want to, I want to play well, you know, but I get, I get frustrated because I don't play well sober even. <laughs> so like if I'm drinking or getting high while I'm doing it, it's like so much, it's so much more enjoyable. You kind of go, yeah, oh, that shot sucked. Yeah, it's fuck it. <laughs> so what? I got a nice buzz going. Yeah. You numb it, you numb it down, numb those feelings down, just push them down, suppress yeah. them all down. <laughs> <laughs> so we golf. Yeah, exactly. So we golf karaoke, then drive out to Vegas <laughs> dude, dude, drive not yeah. from not from where i live oh that's true yeah we ain't fucking doing that all right we fly out to vegas yes we stay a couple extra days to recover before we come back to our wives and family yeah that's gonna go over really good <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll 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 call it a drinks with johnny thing we'll, we'll we'll call it whatever we need to call it so we could say it's it's under the guidelines of business we're getting work yes done. Right. So I'll have I'll have to take a kid in that sense. So we'll take the wolf and then it'll all be good. All right, perfect. I'll take Frankie. We'll, we'll, we'll make it work. He'll see some. We're, they're they're old enough to see some shit. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> all right, man. I'm gonna let you go. But last thing I got to talk to you about because you got thrown under the bus by Josh. I called him last uh, night and uh, Josh and Nita actually. So I asked them. We uh, going back to the wheel blocks. We've been texting uh, months ago about a possible next one that we were going to do together oh, for fun. Shit. Okay. And jo- <laughs> and I asked Josh about it. I was like, whatever happened, man? Like I was I was down. I was, you know, getting ready and I just never heard anything and he's like, "Oh no, man. I finished those drum tracks and sent them off to Phil a long time ago." And I was yeah. like, "Oh, what the fuck? So why don't you tell your side of the story why we haven't had another wheel box wheel blocks drop well, yet?" Oh, well, my side is really easy. We had a baby, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, using the baby as an excuse. Fuck that. Yeah. That's a veteran, yeah, that's a much, veteran that, move right too there. Much, too much time involved in that. I don't, you know, I told Josh too. I said, "Man, I just that that, that window's kind of closed right now." I <laughs> I was in the midst of because Lama God asked me to learn their set over before, over the summer before uh, the Megadeth tour because they're afraid of somebody getting sick. And so I learned both both parts, Willie's and Mark's side. And I, oh, wow. I, filled, I filled in for Overkill at this point, too. So I was learning an Overkill set. And Testament was doing a show that Alex wasn't going to be able to make, at like a corporate show. And so I was learning the Testament set. And I was supposed to play with Devin Townsend at Bloodstock. And... So I had the Devin Townsend set down and couldn't get in because of the you know restrictions in the UK. Mm. And there's a Metal Allegiance show, you know, and I was learning all those, you know, 20 songs for that. And my Jesus. Cover, my cover band was playing, you know, the Merkins were playing, and that's just all, you know, silly Bon Jovi and Journey covers. But it's still, there's a stable of like 120 songs that I'm trying to learn. And then, oh yeah, let's do this you know guns and roses covers like yeah we, we oh, said it's a guns and roses cover we haven't said what song it was for yet in, in case we are going to get back to it and get it done <laughs> right yeah we will we will at some point i mean there's time to do that so yeah you know yeah that i will take i will shoulder the blame you know it's a hundred <laughs> song 121 of what i had to learn <laughs> no that's incredible though i didn't realize how many uh, how many guys you were on call for that's like that's 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 crazy, man. That's, that's and, a lot of and recording there. and recording the violence records. Yeah, dude, so. you sent me a couple of those things before, and uh, dude, sounds great. I'm fucking Thanks, excited man. for it. A lot of fun, super lot of fun. Yeah, man. Yep. 
All right, man. Well, let's keep in touch. Touch? Uh, yeah. I, didn't, I don't think yeah, I said yeah. that right. Let's keep in touch with a T. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's keep in touch. <laughs> let's keep in touch. All right, man. Well, again, uh, have a lot of fun out there on Shiprocked, and uh, tell uh, Nita and Josh I said hello again. I will, man. And we'll uh, connect oh, it. man, we'll just connect enjoy soon. that. All right. All right, Be brother. Good, Johnny. Talk, Talk to you, you soon, man. See you. Later. Cheers. Well, there you have it. It's all Phil's fault. But uh, that was really cool. I had no idea when I was about to call him right now that uh, he was going to be on this Shiprocked uh, thing with Lamb of God. That's really cool. Great, great news from uh, from them. And I guess uh, I'll be doing my research, as I'm sure you will, as to what happened and why uh, Phil is uh, interim uh, guitar player right now for them. Or maybe we'll get some news on that later. I don't know. I'll keep you guys posted what I find out. But um, that's it for this week, and uh, until next time, as always, cheers. Hey, this is Dewey Halpas, host of Peer Pleasure on the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Join me each week as I explore another long-form conversation with one of your favorite musicians, actors, comedians, or creatives. From Chino Moreno of the Deftones, John Gorley of Portugal the Man, to Fat Mike from No Effects, and Ian Mackay from Fugazi and Minor Threat, we go all over the map. From Fallout Boy to Slayer, Peer Pleasure has it all. Check us out now on Sound Talent Media. Hey everyone, this is Tuck from Fit for a King in Off-Road Minivan. Every week I bring you fun interviews alongside your favorite metalcore entertainers with my new podcast, Get Tucked. Join me every Monday with bands like Counterparts, Crystal Lake, like Mods to Flames, and many more. We play unsigned and undiscovered bands, deep dive into each artist's history, and of course provide the greatest breakdowns in current metalcore. Tune in to Get Tucked every Monday, out now through Sound Talent Media.